0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational A.D. Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, We coach the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, and the Florida Coaches Coalition. These are all great organizations. You should add them to your network. And now, hey, don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for the next three minutes. We're going to give our sponsors their shout out. These are all great companies that I used as an athletic director or as a coach. You should be using them too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support. Gipper is the official social media graphics solution for the podcast. And if you go to Gipper.com, their team is going to show you how to create world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. Kids are on social media today. And if you're not, you're really missing out go to gipper.com. It's so easy. Even I can do it. Promote your team, celebrate your athletes. That's gipper.com. We also want to thank home campus for their support. Home campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for scheduling student athlete eligibility and clearance coach management, and a whole lot more as an I used home campus every single day and it was just fantastic. And the home campus team was great to work with to find out more about how you can become a part of the home campus team. Just go to homecampus.com that's homecampus.com. We also want to thank vital signs wall of fame for their support. Go to their website and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to Showcase your school record boards for all the teams for all the sports or your school's Hall of Fame, or just celebrate your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. Go to vital com for more information. Vital com. We also want to thank Huddle for their support. Go to Huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a huddle school, and our coaches just loved the tools that huddle provided that helped them coach our kids up to their highest level. Go to huddle.com. See why we believe in sports and teams believe in huddle. Join the 8 million users. Turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo See their scoreboards and their score tables in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Go to SidelineInteractive.com. Check out their great products. That's SidelineInteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to HometownTicketing.com. They're going to show you how to set up and sell tickets for all your events, but they're also going to provide you with a dedicated client success manager that will give you hands-on support every step of the way. Hometown Ticketing is digital ticketing that offers more. Go to hometownticketing.com for more information. We want to say thanks to Snap Mobile for their support. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraiser, stop right here. SnapRaise is hands down the best fundraising platform out there. But there's so much more. You've got SnapManage, SnapStore, SnapConnect. You'll find them all at snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by LifeTrack. If you're not using a survey to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that'll connect you with, we all hear from the gripers, the complainers. That's really only about 2%. Athletic surveys will connect you with the 2%, but they'll also connect you with the 98% that supports your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with your principal, your school board, or a frustrated parent. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them help you take your athletic program From good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We do this every once in a while. We're going international. We're traveling all the way down to Brazil. And we're going to be visiting with Flavia Mizukawa. Uh, She is the athletic director at the International School of, is it Curitiba? Curitiba. Curitiba that's what I said, in Brazil. Uh, we connected uh, through the NIAAA portal, thought she'd be a great guest, and we're excited to have her today. So, Flavia, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast.
1: Thank you, Jake. Thank you. Um, happy I was going to gonna say, uh,
0: I, I know it's a busy time for you, but uh, uh, let's go and jump right in. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So, Give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up. Uh, Maybe take us up through your own high school and college years, and then we'll take our first break and then come back and hear more about your early career. But what's your uh, origin story?
1: All right. So I I was born and raised in Curitiba, where the school is, southern Brazil. Um, When I had to decide to go to college, I took I, I got into Fieset College, and I took it for three years here. And then um, uh, I, I will talk to you about high school in a minute. Okay, let me just go with high, with college first, and then I'll go back. Sure. So I did um, I did Fieset for three years in Brazil, and then my aunt and my uncle they moved to the states, and then they invited me to live with them. Finished college in the states, and that's how I end up in Evansville, Indiana where I lived for two years and then I finished my degree. So I transfer credits and I finished my my degree in, um, I got a BA in exercise science. Um, now the interesting part is that I end up being an AD and, and doing phys ed and, and related to sports, but my background in high school was completely without sports. I was never, I never had the opportunity to be part of the interscholastic athletics, like zero. I, you know, I went to the gym, I took some swimming classes, but I, I was never part of this experience. And, and yeah, and and this is how I end up being an AED, I would say.
0: Well, um, again, your undergrad uh, studies, you know, prepped you for that, but there had to be some kind of interest there. I mean, you know, why sports and athletics and not some other discipline for your study?
1: I love the events. I love organizing. I love being part of this uh, different experiences. I, I, you know, in Brazil, is a little bit different in the States. When you go to college, you have to choose your degree, you can start with the the foundation of classes and then move on to your major or minor. So you have to choose your career on the first year when you're 17. And at that point, I was very adventurous and I said, no, I want to be, I want to join the sports area. I want to be a gym teacher. I want to be a, um, my first thought was I was working with cardiac rehab, to be honest. When I graduated, I was planning on working with cardiac rehab. And uh, when I got to Brazil, my first job was as a teacher. <laughs> so that's how I wound up in all of this.
0: Let's go and stay on on the sports angle. Now, again, you're in Brazil. You know, born, raised. You spent a little time in the states, obviously. But um, sports internationally, sports in South America, a little bit different from sports in the states. Um, Br- Brazil is certainly known for soccer you know you call it football but are you a a soccer fan or are there other sports that uh, uh, have your eye and your heart
1: yeah no I like soccer better (laughs) I think my favorite sport would be soccer right now I do cheer for a good good and big team in in Paraná it's the state Um, I try to go sometimes to the to the um, to the stadium but uh, you know Working during weekends is kind of hard. So I do follow more my students and trips and everything. So I try, but I can't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, again, uh, hopefully you'll have a a break here and you'll be able to follow that, uh, follow your teams. For our listeners, uh, our guest today is Flavia Mizukawa and she is the Director of Athletics for the International School of Cortiba in Brazil. We're going to take our first break. But we're coming back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Gipper for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Gipper is the official social media graphics solution for us. And if you go to Gipper.com, their pros are going to show you how to create custom marketing content for your school's social media channel. It's so easy to do, even I can do it. Your students and your parents are on social media. And if you're not promoting your team, celebrating your athletes' accomplishments, you're really missing out. Go to Gipper.com. Start creating world-class content for your school social media platform. That's Gipper.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Educational ED Podcast. Our guest again is from Brazil, Lauvia Mizukawa. Uh, coach. Um, you took us up through kind of your high school and college days, share a little bit about your early career. Most of us start out teaching and coaching before we become an AD. What was your path like?
1: Yeah, um, I think as I mentioned, um, when I left college, my, I I was really looking forward to working with, um, party of pulmonary rehab. And, um, right after I finished college, I came back to Brazil and start looking for jobs. And in Brazil, it's a little bit different, Cardiopulmonary rehab, it's not done by PE teachers, but for physical therapists, and I just started looking for jobs, and I got a job at a PE teacher, an early childhood education PE teacher, at the International School of Curitiba, where I have been for 19 years, and... <laughs> And after that, um, you know I started as PE teacher part-time, early childhood and then I have been uh, elementary school teacher, middle school teacher, high school teacher, and then I ended up having health being a health teacher, advisory coordinator, activities coordinator. Um, and then I would say in 2010, I got to the role of assistant athletic director. And that's how I found my passion. And I was there just to to support the AD. And I just fell in love with
0: it. You know, um, going from, you know, teaching and coaching to what we call now the other side of the desk uh, as an athletic director, and you had that opportunity to be an assistant AD. But how was that transition for you? You know, did you feel like, hey, I'm ready for this? I got it, you know, not in a in a cocky way, but in a self-confident way, uh, or were there some moments where, you know, am I really ready for this? You know, what was your experience?
1: Yes, no, I think um I, I had some questions, right? Because it is challenging. It is completely different. It's different than you're just there helping behind a desk where you have to make those decisions. So it it was um, it was a little bit scary, but I thought I was ready for for it. We're not. We are a school with 700, uh, 750 kids, and um, I thought it would be manageable. And so I, I thought I was ready for that.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, for the international AD, you have some, uh, I'm not going to say challenges. You have some tasks that really don't ever come across the desk of an athletic director here in the United States, You know, particularly with travel and things like that. Um, What's been one of the more challenging tasks that you've had to deal with as an AD? And, you know, kind of walk us through how you met that challenge.
1: Ooh, yeah, so many. And you're right. Traveling is a big thing, right? Especially in Brazil, when you have visas, different types of visas, different types of authorizations, there are specific types of authorizations, different ages. If you're staying in a hotel, if you're it's it's so the list doesn't you know it's unbearable it's a big list um we had we had once a kid who who had all the authorizations all the papers signed everything correctly and then um they stopped this kid at the 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 federal police and this kid could not travel because of I think it was the color of the paint that the parents signed. The authorization was different than the data that they put. So the kid has to stay overnight with another teacher that stayed behind. And then the next day the, the parent has to do, had to do another authorization according to uh, the guidelines, and the kid could go to the tournament. If I'm not mistaken, it was Uruguay. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, has, has there ever been any situations there? You know, you're traveling, you're on the road and, you know, somebody's lost a, a document or something like that. And, and now what do you do? Has has that ever happened? Oh, yes. Passports.
1: They forget passports in the front pocket seat of the, the plane. We had a kid who forgot a phone. <laughs> Thankfully, we, we do meet the people that we, we are in tournaments with frequently so we can get those items back but passport. I think passport was the biggest thing, and it only happened once where a kid actually forgot the passport in the the pocket, and we had to go back. It was a mess. It took us like two hours to find the the passport back, but we thankfully did it.
0: <laughs> wow. And Again, those are things that, um, you know, we never have to deal with in the States. Usually, the worst thing is, you know, a kid forgot his cell phone or something like that. Uh, let's go and talk about that. Uh, what are... Are cell phones a a challenge, an issue? Is it just not a big deal for you? Uh, You know, What are your student athletes like in cell phones?
1: Oh, they carry their cell phones all all over, right? I I don't know how can they forget their cell phones, but sometimes it happens. It's not something that big of a deal. Um, iPad. There was an iPad. It was a kid in middle school. She was in grade six once. And she lost her iPad in the school that we were visiting. And that was a big thing. We could not find the iPad. I don't know if she lost it in the school, in the airport. We had no idea. And we just end up losing it. I can't remember about back in time with the find my iPad and stuff like that. I don't even think that she could have it tracked.
0: Well, there's a good solution to that. Don't bring your iPad, right? Yeah, you know, right. we tell yeah. Them. Uh, crazy stuff. Kids, they're the same all over the world. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go and take another quick break again for our listeners. So uh, we're visiting today with Flavia Mizukawa. She's the director of athletics at the International School of Coritiba. I hope I'm pronouncing all that right in Brazil. Uh, let's take that break, but we'll be back with some more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Home Campus for their support. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association information management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, coach management, and a whole lot more. As an athletic director, I used Home Campus every single day and it was just great. And the Home Campus staff was great to work with too. To find out, all the things that Home Campus can do for you and your school, all you have to do is go to homecampus.com. That's homecampus.com. Make sure you check them out today. We also want to say thank you to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to showcase your school record boards for all your teams for all the events or your school's hall of fame go to com. mention the podcast you'll get a nice little discount that's com. hey welcome back everyone to our visit with flavia mizukawa she's the director of athletics at the international school of Curitiba in brazil uh Flavia, we are all as athletic directors, we're all on a journey, uh, either with in the United States, our state association, and, and hopefully with the NIAAA. Uh, you mentioned to me off camera that uh, you've got something coming up with NIAAA, but share with our listeners your journey as an international athletic director with the NIAAA. All
1: right. Um, so i've I've known about NIAAA since I would say two thousand and fifteen. Um, in two thousand and seventeen was my first uh, conference in uh, Phoenix. It was my very first conference. and at this conference, I took all the five hundred courses. and it was amazing. You you know, it you really um not just the knowledge, the content, but also the networking that you get with everybody in the in the room. So it was amazing. And and now I took this past semester I took my uh, 900 level courses to to take the CII test in December in the upcoming uh, Orlando conference, which I'm looking forward to. It very excited actually.
0: Now you know, you mentioned that you took you know the 500 level courses and you're getting ready to take the international uh, exam. Um, I've taken a couple of the, I think maybe 900 and 901 when I was a member of the certification committee. Um, what's your, I guess, perspective on the content of those courses, say 500 versus 900? Um, do the 500 courses um, you know, fit? Uh, is it good stuff or are they missing some things from an international standpoint?
1: no i would say the 500 they are they're good basis for even for international you know the part of the loss, even though they are not very specific with the country that we work for it still give us an idea and and, and a perspective of the things that we need to look forward in our own country right when we're looking about uh, legislation and um and the 900 courses they are very specific for international educators. Um, most of the people attending because I'm taking those online courses, I see my my friends from the other international schools either teaching or being um, or taking those courses online. so it's very um, it's very rich. you know, the content is very appropriate. It's really the the day by day of an international school setting. So yes, I strongly recommend.
0: Yeah, I remember, uh, it's kind of coming back to me, when I took 900 and uh, at the uh, main office in Indianapolis. And again, that was when I was part of the National Certification Committee. We had some international ADs that were teaching those uh, almost in a pilot fashion. And some of the stuff, you know, as a, uh, let's say, a U.S. athletic director, you know, you say, okay, that makes sense. That's organization, that's administration. But then the, the specifics, particularly when they got into travel and, and that sort of thing, we're just going you know wow you know this is uh, cool that they have that opportunity for athletic directors like you to get uh, to take it um so for uh, our listeners, uh, you just heard you know Flavia is going to be uh, attending the the national conference in Orlando coming up in December you know just a short drive from uh, my home base here in Florida so we'll do this at the end of the podcast but Flavia if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, and connect with you and add you to their network. And it sounds like you got a pretty good resource here, listeners. What's the best way that they could get a hold of you and start that connection?
1: I would say LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn, right? And also you can reach out my email through my email. It's flavia.mizukawa at iscbrazil.com. Okay.
0: And for our NIAAA members, uh, Flavia's information is on the NIAAA membership portal. So reach out, make that international connection, and uh, you know, make sure you uh, say hi to Flavia at uh, Orlando in December. We're going to take another quick break. I know that's shocking to our regular listeners, but we are coming back with more, so please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our friends at Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, and it was just fantastic. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that helped them coach our kids up to their highest level. It was a professional-grade solution for the challenges that we all face. At Huddle, we believe in sports, and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 8 million users. Go to huddle.com. Turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and their scoreboards in action. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Of course, we used it for home games, but we also used it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is out of this world. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule that live web demo today. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Flavia, one of the things we try to do with this podcast is the idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you do at your school that you're particularly proud of that you would consider a best practice?
1: Okay. Um, I think our program here, it's very broad. We do um, one of our mantras this year is to provide opportunities beyond classroom and this is what we do for every single student, especially in middle and high school. We have an amazing variety of activities and leagues that we participate in. So we're part of a local league in Curitiba in our city that provides many sports um, competitions opportunities. We are part of ASB, which is a, a, um, an association in Brazil with the international with American schools. And through ASBI, we have um, two tournaments that we go to a camp twice a year, which is amazing. Kids from 6 to 12 grades can participate. Knowledge Ball tournaments, um, MUN debate tournaments. So this is amazing. And some of these clubs that travels for this type of tournaments, they're student-led. So the students are the ones who uh, organize and and take initiative on those tournaments and trips. So it is amazing, especially debate. And and the biggest league that we have here um, at ISC that we participate is the SAC League, the Southern American American Activities Conference, which is um, with seven different international schools in South America. And it's an also another amazing league. Um, we have STEM, tennis, cross-country, track and field. We're hosting, actually, in November, a cross-country and a volleyball tournament here at ISC. So, yeah, we're very proud of those um, leagues and, and opportunities.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. And I, I love the student-led initiatives uh you know it's great to be able to give them those opportunities to kind of flex their leadership muscles um hosting an international tournament or an event it just it kind of blows my mind you know we we host uh you know multi-state um uh or events that have participants from multi multiple states but doing something from other countries uh you know what's uh you know, what's a uh, a memory from one of those uh, competitions? And it doesn't have to be a bad one, it can be a great one too. Uh what's something that sticks out for you where you know it's a challenge, but you and your team, your coaches, your students, you know, you really uh to use a baseball phrase, hit it out of the park. Okay?
1: <laughs> this this um whenever we're hosting something, especially for the SAC league, it's It's a ton of work because we we do house, um, we do homestays for all the visiting athletes. So it's, for example, the volleyball tournament and cross country, we're going to host about 200 kids within our families. So I would say that this is the biggest challenge. It's pretty, but it's also fun. And I think the families also take uh, this experience as amazing. Right. I would say what I take from this tournament that we host is like the relationship that the families have after all, uh, especially when they travel to, back to the country that we're hosting that kid and they visit those people out of the school context. So I think this is amazing. Is an amazing opportunity.
0: Oh yeah. Those, uh, again, it comes back to the relationships, you know, the yeah. the games are great, all that's great, but you know, the relationships that you build, uh, there's just nothing else like it. Okay, thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Very cool. I just I just received this
1: Saturday one of our former students who is in Florida right now. He just sent me a picture of him and another kid that they participated in in the tournament together here in Brazil, then they met in college. So it was amazing.
0: Wow. Yeah. No. And again, those are that's why we do what we do. You know, to get those little. Uh, Reminders, very, very, very cool stuff. Once again, for our listeners, uh, we're traveling to Brazil today, and our guest is Flavia Mizukawa. She is the director of athletics at the International School of Curitiba, and that's in Brazil. We're going to take another break, but we've got more coming. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and to colleges. And if you go to hometownticketing.com, their team is going to show you how to start selling your tickets online, not just to athletic events, but things like school plays, concerts, school dances, even graduation. And here's the best part. Every school is assigned a dedicated client success manager that provides hands-on support every step of the way. That's every step of the way. Hometown is digital ticketing that offers more, more support, more security, and more customization. Go to hometownticketing.com and get started today. We also wanna say thank you to Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. If you're looking for a fundraising platform, stop right here. Snap Raise is hands down the best fundraiser out there. They even have a program where they will give you your funding before you actually start your fundraiser. Nobody else offers that, but you've got Snap Connect, Snap Store, Snap Manage, and a whole lot more. You'll find it all at snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational ED Podcast. Flavia, one of our long standing topics has to do with this uh, kind of an old school idea of toughness. Um, when I was in high school 100 years ago, uh, our coaches would say things like, Come on, Jake, you got to be tougher, or Come on, you got to suck it up. And I think we kind of knew what they meant and we did it. In the many years since I've been in high school, uh, we've learned much better ways to communicate to kids and coach them. But I still think toughness is an important component of sports and for life. So here's my question for you. How can an athletic director or a leader help a Generation Z kid to develop toughness, uh, but also be sensitive to the very real social-emotional challenges that a Generation Z kid is experiencing that I never had to go through back when I was in high school? Do you have any advice for us? (laughs) Yes,
1: no, yeah. I, I, I myself have a Gen Z at home. Not me, my daughter. (laughs) Um, Yes, it is very tough, right? Um, Times change. You can't deal and 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 talk to kids as people used to do in the past, right? There's a lot of changes, Um, but we do. I think the sport. There's nothing better than going having a kid. Participating in sports and being part of the whole environment, the whole world that it is to be participating in sports, to win, to lose, to tie, to have the frustrations, right? And and this is how you build up. This is how you teach the kids how to to have this toughness. I was just recalling last year's um, volleyball tournament. And one of my principals were questioning, like, like, but what are what are these kids learning in, in this tournament? Right. And and I had a, a volleyball team losing two games back to back and then coming back for their third game and winning. Right. So they, they had to have that toughness, the resilience to come back to after two losses, coming back, putting themselves together and winning a, a game. So um i think the sports this is this is the, the 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 biggest uh the beauty of the sports i think i would say for especially for gen z um yeah and and you know the the i would say that the challenge now is how can we bring all these kids to to participate in those activities right we cannot get everybody but how can we have Uh, the most number of kids enrolled and participating in in interscholastic sports.
0: Now, uh, I I love your answer. Yeah, I I really do. You know, toughness is still good. I love it. Um, At your school, um, is there, uh, and I know some private schools are like this, even here in the States, is there a, a requirement? Are students required to participate in at least one sport? Or do you find yourself and your coaches you know having to reach out and recruit to get students to fill your teams how does it work for you we we do
1: sub all of our sports here we we practice three main sports which is soccer volleyball and basketball in addition to those we have cheerleading cross-country track and field tennis swimming we don't have a pool we rent a pool and um, we do not require kids to participate in any activity. But because of so many experiences and traveling experiences that we have, it's very popular. I right now I have almost 40 kids enrolled in middle school boys basketball. And I have to split. I have to find a way to split um, this group for a second practice. So this is a challenge. It's it's just um, not, you know, the kids are there. You, you just give them the opportunities and they will show up for it. It is a privilege to participate on those trips and there is no requirement for for kids to be in those uh, activities.
0: Well, having all those kids coming out for your team. Uh, it's a good problem to have, you know, uh, you know yeah, <laughs> trying to juggle it and get them uh, get them assigned to the right level. Um, from your upper school or high school, I, I'm not sure which tag you guys use for the, you know, the oldest kids. Um, are you all, do you compete for a, a local championship? Is there a, a region, um, you know, what we would call a state championship? How does that work?
1: Um, th- there, we, we don't do that. We have, we just, we're just part of a league in the city. And what we have is we have the what is called Big Eight, which is uh, our high school students. It's a league with um, eight other international schools, and um, there's another league called ISSL, which is another eight schools. And at the end of the of each season, they have the Final Four, which is the first two, um, the first two from each sport will compete on the Final Four. So that's what we aim for as well, and the sec second tournament,
0: the the South American one. Oh well, I, again, it it sounds fascinating. I love to hear the different ways that that schools or, in this case, countries, you know, do their sports. Um, this has been really cool. I've I really enjoyed this. I wish we had some more time, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic directors toolbox. Now you've been doing this for a while. You're no stranger to the world of athletics. But in just a moment, I'm going to challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on the very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. Uh, We're going to take our final break and hear from Athletic Surveys, who sponsor this segment. When we return, I'm going to ask Flavia to uh, send out that new AD, and we're going to find out what she's going to put in her athletic director toolbox. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and an affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. If you're not using a survey to take the pulse of your parents and your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Athletic Directors already hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic surveys will not only connect you to the 2%, they'll also connect you to the 98% that supports your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're visiting with that frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. Let them put together a custom survey just for you. Let you uh, take your program from good to great. That's athleticsurveys.com. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We've been visiting today with Flavia Mizukawa. She is the director of athletics for the International School of Corotiba in Brazil. Certainly knows her way around the world of athletics, but now I'm going to challenge her to send out a brand new AD on their very first job. I'm only going to let her put three things in the toolbox. So, Flavia, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox?
1: All right. So I do have three. And um, I would say, number one, you have to be organized. Organization, it's the most important thing in this job. Write everything down, have checklists, processes, use apps, whatever um, gets to to be organizing and having organized and have everything you need uh, so you can keep uh, you can you can you can keep tasks. Um, you can check out and make sure that you are accomplishing all the tasks that you have to do. Um, that will be my first one. Uh, the second one, I would say your relationships with parents, with your colleagues, with your teachers, coaches, admin, your community. I think relationships are key into this job. Um, very important, so cultivate your relationships. And uh, the last, but not the most important one is Everything every time that you are going through some you know a stressful situation or something very challenging don't forget that you you're doing what you're doing for the kids and 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 that's it you know just go back to to you're doing for the kids and and, and that's it
0: you probably see me uh writing all this stuff down great uh, great advice and All three of those are among our most frequently mentioned (laughs) tools. So it's great to see there's some consistency um, around the world in great athletic uh, departments. So very good stuff. I I always love the idea of organization because you're right. You know, if if, (laughs) there's so many, uh, I heard one AD use this term and I stole it immediately. Uh, Being an athletic director is like juggling flaming chainsaws. So uh oh, yeah. have that visual. Okay. Flavia, thanks so much you have, for oh, I'm sorry. Okay.
1: Sorry. And even even if you have all those checklists and you're sure you got them all there, there will still be things missing. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that's right. So that fourth tool is is being able to adjust uh, quickly and and be flexible. Good stuff. Uh, This has just been so much fun spending time with you. I'm so glad we were able to make a connection. And I'm glad we're going to be connecting uh, in Orlando when you take the exam. One more time, if one of our listeners wants to reach out and add you to their connection network, what's the best way they can do that?
1: I am in the NIAAA community. I am also in LinkedIn. And I have my email, flavia.mizukawa at iscbrazil.com. Okay.
0: Again, Flavia, thanks so much for spending time with us. All the best with the uh, coming fall seasons, or I guess in South America, would it be winter seasons? Um, And definitely looking forward to seeing you uh, in December.
1: Thank you, Jake. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure.
0: Uh, Right back at you. For listeners, uh, we do this just about every day and we upload the Zoom recordings to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, We appreciate you listening, of course. Come back next time for another great interview on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time.